Hello, Herd, and welcome to the Rebels Rewatch. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm a cleverly disguised droid. I've fooled you all. Ah. <laughs> the truth comes out. The truth come out. Does Herd Mom is droid? <laughs> yes. Does this? Uh, yes. The answer is always yes. Um, so welcome back. Uh, we're continuing our journey through the Rebels uh, TV show, and um, we're well into... Ah, we're getting well into season two. Um, we are currently yes. we we wa- we we're watching far ahead than what we review. Um, we in it now because fam. that gives us time to uh, process everything before we actually review it and sit and talk about it and everything. Um, so in reality, we're only seven episodes away from season two finale. But in Rebels rewatch world, in that reality, uh, we're only on episode I think like. Five or six. Yeah. Um, it's now time for the... It de- it depends on the yeah. sources. It's what? time for the annual question of what does the bin do? What does the bin do? Uh, the bin the, dies. The apparently. bin lies to farm farm boys. Um, that That's what bin do. Uh, <laughs> so you won't know until season three. So you're just going to have to be patient um, and deal with it. What's with all the butterflies? Uh, well, there's no butterflies. What do you mean, butterflies? That's not a rebels thing. What? You talking about butterflies? That's not a. Okay, I see blue butterflies all over Twitter. Yeah, that's for Ben. That's for oh, Ben Solo. That's from okay. Star Wars rollout. Okay. Get your Star Wars right. Look, we're talking about rebels. I barely know what's going on half the time. Do you <laughs> really think I have the wherewithal to understand that? Well, you'll fit in with the Star Wars characters who also very rarely know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, with this episode, so uh, we're talking about uh, always two there are. Um, Again, depending on your episode source, um, it's either episode five or six because the season premieres two episodes or one episode. So Mm -hmm. it depends. On the DVD uh, or on the Blu-ray, it's episode six. But according to Star Wars, it's episode five. Uh, It really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's vacant in space. Yeah, it really doesn't matter which which you label it. Um, that's what titles are for, though. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a really good episode because um, the the beginning of season two has a lot to do with rebellion stuff and military stuff and whatnot. And so this is a mm-hmm. step back into sort of the myth world, the sort of spiritual world, um, the force world. Um, because, uh, the Inquisitors are returning to Star Wars Rebels, um, or the concept of Inquisitors. Yeah. The last time we saw an Inquisitor, it was the Grand Inquisitor and he is at the bottom of a wall. It was the Inquisitor until he was named Grand Inquisitor. Ah. So, I mean, technically there's ways it would have been known he was the Grand Inquisitor based on like credits and all this other stuff. But for the most part, he's just referred to as the Inquisitor. So yeah. There being more was kind of, um, it's kind of a spring dawn thing. It was kind of a, wait, okay, well, how, how many are there? Not two. Not two. No, there's never just two. Like Palpatine ruined that concept for everyone. Right. We can't have fun because Palpatine. It should just be that there's always more. There's always more than you think. Exactly. Um, well, and this is when we get into the uh, naming convention. So again, so we had the Inquisitor as he was constantly referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we've learned that he's the Grand Inquisitor, which um, in their order, it, he's the guy. He's in, in charge of it. So he answers directly to Vader. Technically, they all do, but mm-hmm. he's the one responsible for the goings-on of the other Inquisitors. Yes. Um, it makes sense there'd be more than one because there's more than one Jedi or one or two Jedi. Um, they would need a, a good force of um acolytes and dark yeah. force users and that's basically what we have um the darth vader comic show it, it was a pretty extensive group um it was a good eh, i'd say near dozen or so at yeah. one point um but as far as who we have here so we have the fifth brother mm-hmm. um and the seventh sister yes the seventh sister fancy um if you uh played along with jedi fallen order and you know, we also saw the second sister there. I always um, get those two mixed up. The seventh and the Well, because it sounds so similar. And the, their helmet design is pretty similar as yeah. well. Um, and then um, the ninth sister showed up in Fallen Order, but she originated in the Vader comics, as yeah. we see. Um, I love the fifth brother's design. He's very he sharky. so cool. That's why I like him. He looks like Riff Tamsin. Yeah, I was going to say, he's very sharky and like... Um, you get to see it now and then. Like, he does have a set of chompers on him. Yes, he does. Um, so it, it's a really interesting. And so this is where we start to get into they're sort of identified by their aspects, but they're yeah. clearly their identity is taken away because they're the fifth brother, their seventh sister. Yeah. And there's no clue as to whether or not there's not just because. Um, a number's less than or greater than doesn't give any context of rank. Yeah, yeah that's just the order that they got them in, I guess. I guess. The 52nd well, brother. I don't know. That doesn't it necessarily add up because um, Trilla in Jedi Fallen Order is the second sister, but th- there's plenty of evidence she was not an original Inquisitor. So am I the fourth sister? So, yeah. <laughs> um, so it really actually doesn't add up to that. And now, okay, so if it is based on rank, which I, it, this is why it doesn't make sense, how do you become the second sister if there's already a second sister? Like, does one get demoted? Like, Well, obviously, bad people, they get killed. But, like, it's just, like, there's no, <laughs> there's not really sense to how it works. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, unless, I mean, it's like military rank where the position it exists, but not necessarily yeah. you. So, like, if the original second sister died, then... Do you just give away that rank because there's an opening or uh, it's, it's stuff that's super, super interesting to me. And overall the inquisitors themselves are really interesting. They are. And it's just a neat concept of Sith alkalite that doesn't really, that's not Sith. Like they don't get the cool Darth name and a neat robe, Mm -hmm. but they do get dope helmets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's what I love is they're, very Sith while also being very Imperial, which yeah. is Palpatine's whole aesthetic is. He does like that. Yeah. And it's, it, well, it's an interesting progression. And and this is very different than what Sith would and should be. Um, mm-hmm. But also uh, what we see here is why the whole thing of the rule of two exists, because the more dark users you have the less they work well together exactly now here we only see those two inquisitors but as we see them more and more throughout the show and even here in some instances 
they don't like each other. They no. don't support each other. They're not looking out for each other. They're looking to win because they want to be in the good graces of Vader. Like actual siblings. Right. I'm the favorite. Um, Fight me. <laughs> so it's just like you don't really have teamwork. Yeah. I mean, there's only as much teamwork as there has to be. So it, it's super interesting. Yeah. Um and again, I mean, you've got the whole, this makes sense. Why would you send stormtroopers to hunt Jedi? Exactly. That's, uh, and, Unless and, it's like a death trooper or something. Mm-hmm. Well, not even then, really. Because, I mean, if Rogue, Rogue One showed us anything, they look cool, but yeah, they, they don't, don't really do much. do much. And I'm okay with that because they're still one of my favorite designs. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, there's no normal person, I think, that would be equipped and able to handle hunting Jedi. So... It yeah. makes sense. Why don't you get someone who's m- more like a Jedi? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we'll see. They put up uh, a, a good fight for everything. In it. Oh, yeah. And later in the season, we find out where they're getting these people. Yeah. Um, or Well, no. Yes and no. Yes and no. But we'll no. talk about that when it happens. <laughs> but um, what's also interesting about this, and, and sorry, we're like 10 minutes in and we aren't talking about the episode necessarily. Okay, look. But it's fine. Yeah. There's a I mean, the Inquisitors appropriate... are the most interesting thing about this episode. Um, and this is the first of many times that we start to get a little more of their world. Yeah. So, I mean, why not geek out about it? Exactly. Um, it's really interesting to me seeing Force users work with the Empire, even dark side users. Yeah. Because there's always this weird tension between the um, military and the force user, the inquisitors, because it's one of these things where it's like they have, the inquisitors have authority based on Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. They they report directly to Darth Vader. Um, Therefore, just like Darth Vader is beyond the means of the empire. Mm -hmm. So are they. It's an interesting thought to think of how many of the grunts on the, on the ground know that they're working for force users. Well, I, that's that's true too because, <coughs> sorry, really, the Inquisitors are there. They don't really need to be there with the military. They don't because whenever stuff goes down, the military is not backing them up, and they're not backing up the military. That's not how it works. They're there for Jedi stuff. They could just kind of travel on their own. They don't need to hang out with Callus and the Grunts, like you know, like because. Throughout this mission, they don't help. It's just the Inquisitors. And mm-hmm. it's constantly this idea of, no, I'm going after the Jedi. You're no longer needed. You know, yeah. it, it's, just, it's a weird relationship. There's no communication between the two halves either. Like, I think that's very oh, yeah. obvious. Like, it's, it's definitely just a matter of they have two different pictures of the situation. Like, Callus yeah. is obsessed because they're rebels. The Inquisitors are obsessed because they're Jedi. And there's two different results, two different means to both of those uh, interactions and struggles. So it's just, it's a really interesting dynamic. And some of it's there for Darth Vader. But, I mean, it's one of those things where, by and large, Vader and Force users and whatnot operate completely outside of the Empire. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting because Palpatine seems to balance both. Like, yeah. Or supposedly, I mean, it's interesting to think of Palpatine's motivations for mingling both. If you've got this big, great, grand empire, why not just use the empire? Yeah. Now, clearly, because they can't handle Jedi and whatnot. But, I mean, if you overwhelmed them with numbers, I feel like it'd kind of work out. Yeah. 
So it's interesting that Palpatine would need either one. If you've got all these Force users, why do you need the Empire? If you've got the Empire, why do you need these? It's, you know, I get you. it's stuff of Palpatine's plan and structure that yeah. are really interesting, don't necessarily make sense to me. Well, um, Palpatine is a man of self-interest. Yeah. So, eh. I mean, it, it's definitely interesting. And, I mean, what would be the plan? You get rid of all the Jedi, then what? What do you do with your Inquisitors? Then I get rid of you and I live. True. Basically. Because, um, I mean, don't you them. don't... Yeah. And you don't want them just all running around. Um, that You don't want them to grow into Darth Maul and be the next threat to your power and whatnot. I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, seeing the Seventh Sister in anything else. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Mm-hmm. I love her. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the Inquisitors. They're just so cool. They're they're aesthetically interesting. Um, and And she's buffy. Yeah, that is true. So she is, um, what's her face? Sarah Michelle Gellar. There you go. Um, Freddie Prince Jr.'s wife. Freddie Prince Jr.'s wife, yeah. which is really cool. So they get to act together um, on a couple of occasions as we go forward, which is really interesting. Um, it's got to be cool to yeah. have that opportunity. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's probably why she did it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't see any other reason for her to get involved with Star Wars other than her husband's doing it, so sure, yeah. you need a new character, I'll do it. Um, and I'll say that she has a lot more personality than the fifth brother. The fifth brother's yeah. the big, buff, dumb dude. He's like, a himbo. Like, I, I don't think that's the context of that word. I really don't think that's the context. <laughs> it's um, a male bimbo. That's still not the context of that word in this scenario. He's not on a street corner. He's chasing down Jedi. <laughs> we have very different understandings of the word bimbo. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, so he's not very interesting, and he's not a himbo. Um, and, but she is the talker, she's the schemer, and she's not a bimbo. So there you go. Yes, and she's got a little droid that's just like... <laughs> so now that we've talked to death the uh, Inquisitors and yeah. explored them... If only you could talk them to death. Huh? If only you could talk them to death. Right. Well, Ezra tries... Um, so the whole setup now, I mean, we, we saw previously, so while they were going after and hunting down, uh, Rex and trying to recruit, um, new allies and whatnot, Vader was signing off his new inquisitors to join the hunt for the rebels and Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now that they've got Rex and all this other stuff, the whole point of getting Rex was to help them find a base. So Rex gives them this long list of places. And this is one of the places that the rebels are checking out. They're, they're looking yeah. for their rebel home. Um, what's cool is it's an old um, Clone Wars medical facility. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about rebels is the moments it takes to show, Hey, it's not that long after the war, like stuff of that still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to know what happened to that base. What base? The the base that oh, yeah. was full of the my um, Anaxis from uh, Clone Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah, it changes a lot. Yeah, um, and here it basically just seems like it was left. Um, mm-hmm. But what's really cool is they really play into the environment um, of this episode for it to be very spooky. So it's Zeb, Sabine, Ezra, and Chopper, and um, there's a, a really good moment. Um, at some point, like very Scooby Doo, where they kind of split up. Yeah. And Chopper is going on his own, and um, Chopper's the best representation of the guy that's just like over it. 
Like, yes. it's just the, the... Which is just Chopper in general. Yeah, it's just like, I, don't, I hate this. I don't want to be here. It's spooky. It's dark. Um, and so there's a lot of moments where it's just very haunted house-like. Uh, yeah, and especially whatnot. when you get to see the Seventh Sister's face. Oh, yeah. And she's basically that character from Mortal Kombat that shoots bugs at you. I don't know Mortal Kombat characters. I don't know her name. I mean, like, other than that one that goes Hadouken. That's not Mortal Kombat. Oh. That's Street Fighter Boo. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, Superman, Gaku, same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they really play on the Haunted Mansion-esque-ness of um, the environment, which is really cool. I, I really like when, and that's what the shows and comics are really good for, because it can go places and do things that the movies can't because yeah. of time restraint and story, uh, you know, story focus and whatnot. Here they get to say, hey, they could just look for a base and run into trouble. Why don't we make it spooky? Yes. Like, if they're just going to find a random derelict base floating around, like, wouldn't it be kind of run down? Wouldn't it be kind of the perfect haunted house? So it's things where it's just like, let's let's do this and just add to it. And it works out really well. Um, and so, yes, so the um, Seventh Sister shows up, and we see – Something interesting of her, and, and this is something we start to learn about the Inquisitors moving forward, they all have a thing. So we've mm-hmm. mentioned the fifth brother's whole thing is he's big, strong boy. Um, yes. And basically he's there to be muscle against Zeb because um, that's all we see from from this episode and, and forward. Yeah. Um, you have the sort of sly, conniving seventh sister um, who uses droids. Yes, these tiny what? little probe droids. Oh yeah, that Viper are droids. just delightful. So they're the same model of Viper droids that um, shoot down uh, Val and Solo. Same type of Viper. Well, same family of Viper droid that Iden Versio use. They're they're Imperial Viper droids. They're mini yeah. probe droids, and they're all about spying. They're all about sabotage, and that's what the Seven Sisters all about. So it's this interesting thing of. She's acrobatic, she's stealthy, and she listens and sees everything because of the droids. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting way to take, I know I have the force and I know I can cut your head off, but I'm also really fascinated by technology and I'm going to use that yeah. to film me cutting your head off. So so I can watch it back later. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's a cool concept. I, I love force users enhancing their abilities with stuff like droids or yeah. or. You know, in, in Kanan and Ezra's case, a blaster. It's yes. really cool to see them get creative. Um, you don't just have to swing a lightsaber and force trick people. Like, you can do cool stuff. And I, I think this is really cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I love it when Ezra and or Kanan both just don't draw their lightsaber at all. And mm-hmm. just deck a dude in the face. Well, there's, there's times for... I love that. Yeah, there's times for sabers, there's times for blasters, and there's times for fisticuffs. Yes. Um, and so, and then the Viper Drates are just really cool because they're just black, they're big red eye, and it's just, it's an aesthetic. It's really, really cool. Yeah. They look like spooky little bugs. Yeah. Um, and and so she has her little minions, and, and she is really intimidating. I like the voice modulator she has on her helmet yes the sound of her helmeted voice is really cool um it's just she she 
looks great. I don't know what it is about the female Inquisitors, but they look great. They get a lot more, I, I'd say, design flair. Because yeah. even Trilla in Jedi Fallen Order, just aesthetically pleasing. Like, it's just a really cool design, really cool way to handle both armor uh, and whatnot. And again, it's that Empire Sith mingle where it's just like, yeah, it's not quite Vader, but it's not quite Stormtrooper helmet. It's cool stuff. Yeah, and I they're like not, it. and and, and they're, the uh, Trilla and the Seventh um, are not the only ones that have cool helmets, but um, they're the the first we see, so it's really cool. So I mean, it basically becomes about hey, we can kind of use this place, but now the Empire knows about it, and the Inquisitors are hunting us, so we've got to escape. Yeah, and it begins this really cool cat and mouse where so ba- um, there's a really great part where Ezra and Sabine get caught and are held by the seventh sister while the fifth brother hunts down chopper and zeb so you've got the two arguably smarter more cunning characters together in yeah. prison and then you've got the more i'm I just gonna this, beat it i don't know <laughs> yeah it's just like got, zeb and chopper do not want to be there <laughs> you've got the ranger and the thief and then you've got the tank right the tank and the cleric yes uh, not the cleric no, uh, the Chopper's tr- the cleric. <laughs> As a cleric, Chopper's the cleric. Just um, done with everyone's crap. Just constantly getting people out of trouble. Oh, yeah. Chopper's the cleric. So um, you really see how they kind of work together despite their circumstances, the rebels, I mean, because yeah. it's one of these instances where you can't obviously directly attack this, the Inquisitors. This um, is such a good plan. Oh, yeah. It's, re- it's really... It's really interesting. Um, yeah. They, they do. And, and again, it's something that's very communicated without them ever having a direct conversation with yeah. each other. And so Zeb and Chopper, um, they use the ghost that they came to. Um, and whereas they, they like, there's this moment where uh, Zeb pretends to be some, I can't, Oh, it's like Commander uh, Melu Run, isn't it? Like, so, yes, it's some rank Melu Run. <laughs> yes, and I just love that the freaking Inquisitors. Like, how sad of a life do Inquisitors have to have that they don't know what Melu Runs are? Like, you don't know fruit. Have You've you never ever, heard of orange. Have you ever heard of jagged fruit? It, it's just like, what? His name is a color. It's just like, <laughs> my name is Commander basketball so the the inquisitors do have the mission of getting the other rebels because they know that ezra is not the only jedi they're looking for so the whole thing is hey call your allies so they call and they play along to the point of hey yeah we're coming to help you uh we'll be there in just a sec so the inquisitors are like ah let's go spring the trap come to find out yeah the trap they had was trapped um and so uh, Zeb and Chopper ultimately rescue Zeb, uh, Sabine and Ezra. Yeah, um, with the line of keep your chin up. And they walk into the hangar and they're anchored to the ceiling. Yeah, which good use of man- magnetic um, oh, it's technology. So I love it. Um, and it, it shows the rebels have to be like they cannot directly confront the Empire, yeah. the Inquisitors. They have to be smart. They have to be, they have to trust each other. They have to work together. Um, it does a good job painting the rebels into the this corner that demands they be the little guy. 
Yeah. They can win, but they still have to be the little guy. So like here, they win by escaping, but when we realize, wait, they didn't win because the whole point was to find a base and they found one and it got spoiled. They yeah. can't so even the wins aren't pure wins. Um, so it, it's really it's really interesting and I, I imagine it had to be a difficult writing journey. And and that's what's interest that's what's interesting and that's what's good when we start to become more about the rebel family rather than the rebellion organization. Because yeah. very clearly right now the rebels are rebels. They're not they they're obviously their group, but they're a part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. Eventually it goes back to like season one being about that small group aspect. And that I have to imagine is a lot easier to write and plan and and develop for because these characters can do their thing and not throw off anything. When you involve characters of the rebellion and the rebellion as a whole, you can't just have anybody show up. You can't just have them, you know, oh, they just took out a fleet of Star Destroyers. You can't do that because if they could do that, why was the Death Star so scary? Exactly. Like, there's still things that have to exist um, because other things exist. Because episode four is there, Yeah. Uh, we have to believe that, well, they don't have a full fleet and full army and all this other stuff. Like, well, and then, okay, so Yavin 4. Why Yavin 4? Why, why didn't the Empire just go there before if they knew that existed? Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they know it existed? Like, there's a lot of things where... It's probably like a lot of mental gymnastics to, okay, how do we write good, interesting, new, independent characters and write them in this universe that kind of already exists and is already planned and, you know, and still make it interesting. It's one of those things like you're essentially writing in a vacuum. Yeah. Like you, you have a box. Exactly. Um, And, and so again, now that's not a bad thing to have because clearly they do, they do it well with the show and everything. Clone Wars did it well, but it is something that's present and it's something that's really, um, it's admirable, Mm -hmm. um, that the team would be able to do so well with working in a box. That doesn't mean it's not creative. That doesn't mean it's stale. That just means that they know the Star Wars boundaries. They know how far they can go. They know how, where certain things are. Yeah. Which also is kind of helpful. Knowing, oh, this exists, so I don't have to worry about this part. Or yeah. knowing, oh, this happens exactly a year later, so I can do... Like, exactly. It's a sequence of events that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's as much suspense as there is peace. Like, there's as much, ooh, what's going to happen as there mm-hmm. is, oh, I already know what happens. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's like Rogue One. Like, yeah, yeah. That movie did fantastic with mm-hmm. setup for Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just great. Right, which is and it's another good example of like there exist boundaries. Yeah, I mean, and literally Rogue One goes right up to the end of the boundary yeah. uh, that the next thing comes in, literally and so minutes away. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting, and I think that's what's interesting about storytelling in this period. Um, for sure as tired of it as I am uh, as you know and I say that loving Rogue One Rebels loving the Star Wars comics loving the original trilogy era there's just a lot going on and there's a lot of other stuff that could be going on yeah and so but what I can praise this for is that although it operates in a frame we know from episode three where that ends and we know from episode four where that begins 
we know stuff and yet they're able to do so much with it and do so well with it and really uh, make even people like me fall in love with a period that's very filled, Yeah, I will say. And it's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm happy having a lot of Star Wars. It's just that I'd also like some Star Wars over here and I'd like some Star Wars over there. And yeah. I'd like my chart filled out a little bit more. So um, High Republic's coming. It is. So that's yeah, good. That's back, good. Yeah, it's way. just January. Yeah. So. I mean, as, as fast as this year's gone, and plus we still have uh, Thrawn, we still have Mando later this year. There's mm-hmm. still lots going on. So, um, And that's stuff that's exciting to me because it's filling in other places that, to me, story-wise, are uh, very interesting. I yeah. almost said more interesting. I won't say that. Everything about Star Wars is interesting. You're interesting. Um, and so some is just more interesting than others because some has more to tell than others. Mm-hmm. But uh, as for now, that's all we have to tell about uh, this episode. Um, we'll be coming at you with another episode um, following this one. So uh, if you're listening to this one when it drops, go ahead and get ready for the next one right behind it. Um, we're playing a little bit of catch up. And also, these were two very independent episodes. Very yeah. easy to do that sort of thing with. Um, and so... But uh, other than that, just be sure to check out the description of uh, this episode for all the links to like our social media, um, our Patreon, and um, if you connect with us on Twitter, be sure to also connect with our friends Game Infinite and Red 5 Network. There are two platforms full of awesome people doing awesome yes. stuff, and you just, you, you'll you be blessed to have it on your timeline? Is that what that's called? I don't know, man. Your, your, uh, your twits. Your tweets. You would you would like these people on your tweets. There's plenty of pod people out there. Yes, pod people. Um, so yeah, so check it out. Game Infinite, Red Five, and then all of our other cool links and and good stuff in the description. Um, but that'll do it. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>